0: Oh, it wasn't too loud.
1: Yeah, and I already started recording anyways, so... Sorry. All right, cool. But we got that taken care of. Uh, Hello, everyone. I'm Dan. I'm Carrie. Uh, I'm Patrick. I'm Ken. And welcome to the 1964 Academy Awards. This is If I Ran the Oscars, a podcast where we randomly select one movie from each year the Academy Awards were presented on TV. We take a look at what it won for, and we take a look at three other categories at random, so we have a good breadth of film experience. Uh, this year uh, was not quite the blowout year that we've had in previous times, where you know, like Ben Hur, half of the awards went to Ben Hur. This was a pretty modest one going on here. Uh,
0: you can tell them what the name of the film is. Oh yeah, I'm
1: going to tell them what the name of the film is. Sorry, I was looking at other Academy Award no, facts for the year. No, but uh, we need
0: should start the, with the, the one film time is
1: though. Hud, which was. One of the most... I mean, this year, uh, two movies got four awards and Hud got three. So it was actually, as far as the year is concerned, pretty good. Uh, although a su- playing a supporting role and a relatively small amount of screen, Patricia Neal won Best Actress, which is oh, fairly Oh, solid unique. Best
0: Actress, not Best
1: Supporting. No. Well, there was only one actress in the movie. Right. I uh, do Huh. It yeah. was the second, and to date, according to Wikipedia... Last film to win two acting awards without being nominated for Best Picture.
0: Yeah. Well, I could see that because I didn't think the story was mm-hmm. as compelling,
1: Yeah, perhaps. I had the, at the time, oldest winner of Best Supporting Actress at 71, Margaret Rutherford. This is the only time that all Best Supporting Actress nominees were born outside the United States. Sydney Poitier finally got Best Actor. This year, oh,
0: this year, okay.
1: Which made him the first black actor to do so.
0: For which film?
2: I uh, scrolling. Guess who's
0: coming? No.
2: That's a good guess. It's a good guess. What does it say? The timing is coming. Mm-hmm. *Lilies of the Field*. Mm-hmm. *Lilies of the
1: Field*. Really, I, I don't know that film. Yep. Also, had a movie to have. It was the first one to win an Oscar uh, after having aired on network TV. Before the award ceremony.
0: Well, that's kind of... So that's slightly interesting. That's Mm. going to happen more often.
1: And for the purpose of our interest of Mm. looking at categories, we have added a new category this year. Oh. We've added best sound effects in addition to best sound editing.
0: Oh. And
1: this kind of splits what was best sound before is Mm. now being codified more as sound effects rather than just all of the sounds in the film.
0: Hey, we heard those guys... Their heads clunked together in this film.
1: They there were two guys during during the pig scramble scene. They oh, two really? guys ran at each other oh, and it true. made a coconut noise. It <laughs> sounded like the Three
0: Stooges. <laughs> it was very definitely a a very hollow clunk.
1: But this one interesting. Interesting. This one, uh, like most films we've been watching, was based off of a novel. Okay. This one, not necessarily. Like a crazy popular novel. It's called Horseman Pass By, written in
0: 1961.
1: Horsemen? So, plural. Horseman. Horse yes.
0: Pass by?
1: Yep. Huh. Who wrote in, it? Uh, Larry McMurthy. McMurthy. Oh, Sorry.
0: That's right. We asked that before.
1: Yep. And in the film, the main character is Homer Bannon, the grandfather. Mm-hmm. And the antagonist of the novel is Hud. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. when it was rewritten for screen, oh. HUD was written to be the protagonist. Ah. Sort of, or at least the title character.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh, there has got
2: distractions, sorry.
0: No, it's just my Instant Pot.
2: Alright, cool. <laughs> now we can have Instant Pot. I... Every,
0: everyone knows now that I own an Instant Pot.
1: Excellent. We've got you now. <laughs> I... This film fairly recently was... Preserved in the National Film Registry, 2018. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know.
0: We're not sure why. You can tell that we're not yeah. glowing, raving about this film and telling you yeah. how much we
2: loved it. It was. It was included among the American Film Institute's 1998 list of top 400 movies. Well, if you have to break all the or way no, down to top four, 100 yeah. greatest. See, 100. Movies that's okay. Some... If you have to break down to 400, I'm not. Yeah, impressed. No. 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 Yeah. No. No. Top 100 <laughs> greatest movies. It was nominated. All right.
0: Well, I have to say, can I talk about the cinematography yet?
2: Well, we usually talk about who's in it okay, and who fine. worked on it before we talk I about it. I always want to jump
0: to
1: something else, don't yeah. I? You do. Well, this is a good <laughs> chance for us to talk about Paul Newman. Well, okay. Because, boy, Paul Newman, he's done stuff.
0: He has. Butch Cassidy. This was
1: yeah. not one of them.
0: No. Well,
1: well. well he, we weren't a huge fan of his role here, but we do, should talk about things he did because he was a stage actor Mm -hmm. then served in the Pacific Theater of World War II then came back got his Bachelor of Arts then went touring then went to the Yale School of Drama then went to Broadway and then started doing major film stuff. He was in uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof uh, Uh stage production.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, His major film roles include the Hustler, Hud, Harper, Cool Hand Luke, Butch, Cassie, and the Sundance Kid, The Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean, and then leading roles in The Sting, The Towering Inferno, Slapshot, The Verdict, and his final acting performance while he was alive, mm-hmm. there was one postmortem, the role of Doc Hudson in Cars. <laughs> he was the old wise car who was past his prime, and voice recordings of him were used for Cars 3. Huh.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, good for him He finally got
1: an Academy Award in 1986 Nominated 10 times Uh, He won several national championships as a stock car driver
0: Mm -hmm. I did know that
1: Uh, He had founded three charities At least two charities No, three of them Because he had Serious Fun Children's Network Safe Water Network And then Newman's Own, Mm -hmm. his food company I, uh, he was a good celebrity in the, in a way that I don't think there are many, you don't hear a lot about celebrities that do this much other stuff mm-hmm. nowadays. There are some out there that do good charity work, but you don't yeah. hear as much about him. So good on him for that. He has a, he has a primetime Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have all of the numbers, but he has mm-hmm. some of them. I, apparently during filming, they had mm-hmm. to change hotels because female fans kept showing up to his, his hotel room. <laughs> it was like a motel uh yeah also yeah. uh brandon dewild who played his nephew mm-hmm. similar problem sure sure i uh, he's well, in
0: because you, you said they were filming on location they were
1: filming on location in the panhandle which yeah you probably don't get you know hot there's, celebrities out there very often
0: there's not much hap- i've been there people yeah
1: there's panhandle not much in happening. the 60s nothing happening
0: panhandle in the
1: 2000s not much happening uh Brandon DeWilde, important to talk about, for a couple of reasons. One, he died at age 30. Oh, wow. In a car accident. He probably would have acted a lot more. Mm-hmm.
0: I think so. He, he won
1: would've... a Donaldson Award.
0: Don't know what that means.
1: Now, everyone's going to make here a confused face. Now, when I say he won a Donaldson Award for his work on Broadway, you're going to make a funnier face. Because you're going to say, why aren't we talking about the Tony Awards? Tonys are what you win for Broadway, right? Yeah. Well, the Tony Awards started in 47. The Donaldson Awards started in 42, I think, assuming my, assuming I'm remembering correctly. So and he was a kid? 44, sorry. Yes. He was the first child actor to receive a Donaldson Award. Donaldson Awards lasted 11 years when they were overshadowed by the Tonys, which started a few years after. So they they actually predate the Tony Awards. Wow. Uh, he did 492 performances in his role <sighs> that got him the award, mm. starting at wow. age seven. Wow. Yep.
0: I can't imagine having my seven-year-old go to work like that.
1: I uh, He was How in... long did it
0: take to, for him to complete 492 performances? Mm. Well,
1: his second Broadway outing started in 1952, and he started doing that when he was seven... So 1949. So a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of work for a kid. Yeah. I uh, he was a, he was nominated for best supporting actor in 1952. He had the lead role in a TV series called Jamie, which is his actual first. No, he's not named Jamie. They just named. Him.
0: Well, that's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, he narrated classical musical works, Peter and the Wolf, and the Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra when he was 14. Hmm. This guy was up and coming.
0: Well, and he had some enthusiastic parents and a really good agent.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when mm-hmm. you get to be in a Western with James Stewart when you're 17, uh-huh. that'll also help.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: but, yeah, no. Uh, he, he had a two-picture deal with Disney in 64. He was in a spaghetti Western in 71,
2: and he died in 72. Hmm. So the the movie he was in with James Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Uh, Scrolling. Oh, Night Passage. Oh, okay, that's not familiar to me. I mean, mm. wow! Right. it looks like a movie wow. with guns and James
1: Stewart in it. Interesting. I'm looking at the picture. <laughs> it's filmed in Technorama. Oh okay. I uh, Patricia Neal, we've talked about before.
0: We have. we
1: have. Not sure there's She had any... a different hair color. Yes. Well, this is in black and white, so we couldn't tell.
0: But she still had darker... It wasn't... Jet black hair, but Correct. she had brown hair.
1: We don't have
2: to say too no much mindset. about her. She's still a good actress. Hey,
0: she did great What
2: job. I what I found interesting, something I didn't know, there was reference in in some reviews to she was having a stormy marriage at the time this was filmed and had just lost her daughter. Oh, geez. Alright. She she was having a stormy marriage with Roald Dahl. Oh, we I it. had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: James the Giant Peach. She was
2: married. She was married to Roald Dahl mm. huh. Just a connection that huh. I thought was interesting.
0: Was yeah. he like you know the big huge giant in her life?
2: I have no idea. Maybe. What's, a,
0: what's that? What's the name of the
2: the big friendly giant?
0: BFG.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, the. Yeah, that was a good movie. Well, it was a book first, you big silly. Yeah. In any <laughs> case, other person in this movie because there's not that many actual people in this movie mm-hmm. that talk a lot. Melvin Douglas. Mm-hmm. who I uh, has been working in Hollywood. His first film was 1931. Yeah. His best typified of his suave leading man role mm-hmm. was a romantic comedy, Ninochka, mm-hmm. with Greta Garbo. Ooh. Mm-hmm, who is mm-hmm. very good at what she does. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little disappointed that we're probably never going to get to talk about her properly on the podcast.
0: I wonder if we could... Oh the library's got to have I mean,
1: something. She's 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 been in plenty of things. It's just mm-hmm. that we've managed to dodge her.
0: I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do a Christmas special and just pull that out.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. But so, she is definitely in a lot of important people's top ten actresses of all time. Well, right, and right. she's
2: she was living long enough that she died in nineteen ninety. And, she... and acting, right. but right. she didn't act that long. No, she she's not in the movies that we're going to see. No
1: Which is disappointing Yeah
2: But I This is
1: not the only performance That Melvin Douglas won an Academy Award for He would go on to win one in 1979 For Being There And nominated again for I Never Sang for My Father in 1970 His final role was in the film Ghost Story in 1981
0: Well he was around That's 50 years Yeah He was working Yeah
1: and if you're looking at Wikipedia, because it lists, you know, has different, has headers for his filmography, mm-hmm. and then for Broadway, and then for TV, and then for radio. Mm-hmm. He did stuff. <laughs> not too much on the radio, but mm-hmm. he has multiple things. Partial TV credits. The Philco good, your television playhouse. Oh, jeez.
0: That was important.
2: Yeah. I well, that not... was
0: before you were born. Definitely I
2: mean. before
1: I was born.
0: Well, Philco was a big name.
2: Yeah. yeah. See? He did a lot of TV. Actually yeah. he, he was just in
1: things He wasn't like A, cha- a working character actor But mm-hmm. He did stuff Now if we're going to talk About the cinematography We do have to Yay. mention Who did it
0: Well I want to talk about it
1: Because Who did it is James Wong Howe, Who we've talked about before
0: Because He did
1: He He has won An academy award before
0: And did we watch that film We did Was it
1: The Rose Tattoo
0: <gasps> The Rose Tattoo mm. Okay ah.
1: And I think knowing that, I think those are they the, have very similar aesthetics.
0: Then it kind of makes sense, yeah, the way that some of those the things were filmed. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell the people this looked like Oklahoma.
1: Well, it's good because it was Oklahoma. So yeah.
0: in the opening <laughs> scenes, in the opening scenes, I said, "Oh, this looks like Oklahoma." I've Dan been says, there. "Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, this is where it was filmed." Yeah. So I, I pegged it.
1: Uh, he was no- he's been nominated 10 times for cinematography mm-hmm. and has won twice in a survey of the members of the International Cinematographers Guild a lot of long words but boy would I trust them their opinion
2: mm-hmm.
1: he was in the top 10 yeah mm-hmm. well i
0: think because you look at
1: for influential cinematographers
0: mm-hmm. right well for filming things you know for having you know, cameras in cars, cameras around cars, cameras on the road. Uh, just different angles of things.
2: He has some credits. Not... It... He has a lot of credits. I uh, Since we didn't talk about him much
1: the first time around, I feel like I'm mild nerding out is applicable here. One of his early... Because he did technical innovations in film. It wasn't just you know? filming. Use of black velvet to make blue eyes show up better on orthochromatic film stock because it was sensitive to blue and green light which showed up white and so it would make actors eyes look washed out
0: where would the black velvet be
1: i around the camera so reflections from it darkened the actor's eyes so it looked more natural on the developed film he did a lot of uh dramatic lighting in deep shadows Mm -hmm. which would be associated with film noir
0: well, we, and we saw mm-hmm. some of that in this film where the lighting sometimes d- uh, would come from the bottom
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, the uh, you know, on that one of the last scenes when they're out on a dirt road at night and the, they had car lights supposedly shining on them but giving some pretty significant light and then face shadows. Inter- I mean, just interesting yep. lighting things. He has
2: 143 credits for cinematography yeah. on, on IMDb. It's an extraordinary list.
1: He got in a movie in 1947 with a boxing scene. He was in the boxing ring with a handheld camera, which was new innovation at the time, on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> which now that's totally normal. Well, now you see all the time people. Well, they have like power the little powered scooters too. Right, right. And you get guys that will. Powered scooter up to a car to follow it, then grab onto the car and keep filming.
0: Right, right.
1: And that's not to mention drone shots. Things uh, Mm -hmm. he was responsible for one of the first uh, helicopter shots in a film. Mm -hmm. Wow! Yeah, Yeah.
0: he had ideas and then made them happen.
1: Yep, this -hmm. was a guy worth paying attention to. Now, cinematography-wise, in the film, Mm -hmm. I lots of high contrast, good use of light uh, and shadow skies were dark a lot.
2: And it was it was interesting. Or there, there
0: were, were times when it was really light.
2: Yeah, the, but when it was night it was it was it night. was night. And I thought the night shots worked really well. Yeah. Which is unusual in some ways. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see night shots and it's dark, dark, dark and everything is dark. But the way that they were using the light to highlight the for instance that one scene where you were pointing out the contrast. Mm-hmm and the characters were wearing light-colored clothes, but the background was really dark. Oh yeah, and you know, I mean, they had it figured out. The scene where they where there was the uh, what appeared to be car headlights mm-hmm. near the end. I mean, that I thought was really well done. I uh, yeah. Where was I going? I was going to say. I don't thing. know where were you going? we were talking about cinematography. Yeah. I uh, part of it is
1: the I don't think that the cinematography and the way he planned it, I don't think it would have worked in color. I think if you're doing high contrast, color just won't cut it because your colors will look dumb. The other thing is there Or you have to plan your
2: colors way harder. The other thing was the the places where they were filming would have been Boring. Tan and brown. Yeah. Yeah, no, no color at all. You know, there wouldn't have been color. So the black and white worked really well.
0: Yeah, and uh, a whitewashed house with a tan background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and no trees. Right. A
1: uh, mo- a modern example of this is the relatively recent movie. I think it's been a couple years now. Mad Max: Fury Road. Don't know it. Mad Max is a franchise that has spanned multiple genres, but mostly film. And it's I post-apocalypse, people living in the desert and they have big cars and they drive their cars and they punch people. And the cars were crazy in that yeah. movie. And it's, the more recent one, it, I mean it's a desert where people, where it's hard to find things and, you know, water is scarce and we blow each other up in cars. And it was a fine movie but then the director released, like, their own cut and in black and white and it was mm. much better hmm. because well. the color was dumb and boring for most of it now there were scenes where the color was really good like when there's a guy with a flaming electric guitar riding on top of a car you know that part was good in color but most of the movie is not because the desert is boring they talked about this in Lords of Arabia. This mm-hmm. was actually one of the lines in the movie, is that there's nothing in the desert. We don't want to be here, mm-hmm. but it's what we've got. And so if you've got to have a desert with boring brown, make the most of it and allow people to focus on other things. So good choices on cinematography there as well. As far as what's in the movie, eh uh, yeah. parts of it are interesting. Yeah. I definitely there's definitely some challenges. Yeah. There was definitely improvement of the main character as the film progressed, but by the end of the movie, he had not come full circle to, it turns out I am a good person.
0: No, he is not a good
2: person.
1: Uh, no. I. Uh, if we want to use an analogy there, we think about how it took three movies for Darth Vader to do a good thing in Star Wars. <laughs> and at the end... Like, he the, by the end of that movie, we were kind of on, all right, I guess he's an okay guy now, but, like, one good thing isn't enough. But he also wasn't the main good guy for that movie. He right. wasn't the, guy, the main character of the movie. It wasn't called Darth, The Adventures of Darth Vader and his annoying kid that's trying to kill him. No, that was not it. So in this one, to have the main character just not give a crap...
0: That was the whole point of his character. It
1: was the whole point of his character, but that's... It's bridging into uninteresting At least for us in our modern audience sensibility Back then it may have been sufficient To have a character in a place That was so different from what we're used to In much the same way that nowadays Superhero movies are characters That are something that we're not that That we don't experience So it's new and interesting
0: Well do you think it also had something to do With the social political stuff Ramping up in the 60s? Could have been. I mean, we haven't gotten to major, you know, social political turning points in the United States yet. Because this is
1: 1963.
0: 63. 63. Yeah. yeah. So this is still early.
1: If you'd like to talk about social political things, uh, Patricia Neal's character was originally written to be a black woman. In the novel. In the novel. yeah, And, yep, mm-hmm. and when brought to film, they said the audiences are not ready for that relationship and to treat that as a normal thing
2: yeah wow. I, wonder, I wonder how also
1: the whole part where he tries to sexually assault her spoilers right mm-hmm. that would have been kind of, that would have yeah. been social political
2: right there yeah. uh-huh uh, wow yeah so we didn't we didn't talk much about melvin douglas but his i thought his performance was extraordinary oh yeah I mean, no he, he he really took it from everybody else as far as mm-hmm. it's a shame form. we're not
1: talking about his his we don't have to talk about his
2: role because he did a good job and we should talk about it. Yeah, we really should. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just something to note for those who might view this film. Pay attention to the quality of of his character. He mm-hmm. he just really nailed it. I was thinking a little
1: bit about Sam Elliott, the modern old cowboy dad. Yeah. And this guy, I don't think he was in too many westerns, but he's definitely a good cowboy dad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He pulled it off, that's for sure. Well, so yeah, the,
0: they were talking about cows.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Cowboys. Yeah, they were right. talking about I uh, hoof-and-mouth disease, which I don't know much about because I'm not a cowboy and don't have... And I did not participate in 4-H when I was a child.
0: Well, some of this stuff was a little bit over the top. I, I've never heard of such a, a killing arrangement as that. And I've, I've read an awful lot of westerns. I, I, I've read every book that Zane Grey ever wrote. And I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did they mention hoof and, hoof and mouth there? They,
1: they said foot and mouth at the beginning. You yeah. Must
0: remember that I can't hear. Like
1: yeah. I used to.
0: <clears throat> but I kept thinking that of the of the uh, pandemics that we've been through since this movie was made. Uh, foot and mouth to me it would be kind of a minor deal and then to put a, have a deal here where there two um, the highest level uh, caterpillar tractors shoving
2: dirt you know to me that was a little far off. well
1: and, uh, if we think about things like even mad cow disease which uh-huh. we've heard of more recently yeah. uh, then I, mean, I haven't heard about it. well that one is not quite full epidemic. The same way that I think Foot and Mouth was for a while, but I that part of the film was the part where Wikipedia notes that the Humane Society was on site because there is a scene where the dog does not live through the movie, as in the cows get shot. Well, a lot.
0: They they don't show them. Of course,
1: they do not show it, and that's. Part of the reason why the Humane Society was there is Mm -hmm. there's no point at which you go, like, behind a guy with a gun to see him shoot a cow and the cow falls over. Mm -hmm. They shoot their blanks at a hole in the ground. And then the cows, which had been sprayed with a substance to make them look like they were full of blisters, because they did, they had bungee cords tied to their feet. You don't tie ropes, because otherwise you'll just yank them over. So when they wanted the cows to react to noises, they would pull on the bungee cords, which would give pressure to the foot, and the cows would kind of have to jerkily react to it. And that's how they simulated cow panic hmm. in a way that the Humane Society was okay with.
2: Hmm. Wow.
1: Because these wow. were not trained cow actors. Yes,
2: right.
0: These <laughs> not trained cow not actors.
2: All not all of them, no. We didn't... We... we Didn't talk about our our awards yet. Oh, well, yeah, course we're going to get to them right now, because number one is... Cinematography.
1: uh, Well, no, cinematography is one of the extras. Patricia Neal. Uh, Patricia Neal is definitely the one that we were supposed to talk about, Mm -hmm. because she did uh, real good in this one.
0: Good job.
2: She was not in the movie for much, because she was the only woman in the movie. In fact... In a movie about men. (laughs) She she has the shortest screen time for any uh, leading actor a, um, Oscar award. i believe it. 21 minutes, 51 seconds on screen.
0: Oh, but that's for that's for the lead actress. Yeah. Because I think yeah. the shortest one for a um, supporting actress is Judy Dench in um, Shakespeare in Love. Really? Uh-huh. I think so.
1: I'm going to look that one up right now while well, you guys talk gonna... about
2: the score Run. and the song, which shouldn't take you too long. Okay, there well, isn't <laughs> well, any. We're done. There isn't We're much. However... However, we should note that Elmer Bernstein got credited for this movie, and Elmer Bernstein has a gazillion credits.
0: But he ah. didn't. There's not very much music in this film.
2: No, but he's, there's a transistor he's done radio. A lot of very well-known m- movies. The
0: music was a transistor so. radio in the kid's pocket, primarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes. And then the the was, grandpa said,
0: "Turn that noise off." Yeah. Yeah. To which my dad replied. <laughs> He don't know what noise is. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> he, he is not aware of what our modern music sensibilities. All right.
0: Or insensibilities.
1: The the Wikipedia page for Elmer Bernstein has examples of his widely popular and critically acclaimed works. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 films on that list. How many can you name? You've already said The Magnificent Seven. And uh,
2: and 179 credits on IMDb. Yeah. But how many of these do you I, think you can get? But I... I can't I do was that surprised. kind of a quiz. All yeah. right. Well, let's start with the Ten Commandments.
0: Let Okay, that's a good one.
2: Start with the Ten Commandments. Magnif- how about, how about <laughs> Magnificent Is Seven? Right? Yep. The original and Magnificent Seven, like, yep. following things. To Kill a Mockingbird. The Great Escape. Mm-hmm. The Rookies. Animal
1: House. Airplane. Ah. Heavy Metal. Don't call me Shirley. Ghostbusters. Yes. <gasps> Blood of the Black Blood Cauldron. Blood of... Cape Fear. Trading Places. The Age of Innocence. That's a
0: Christmas movie.
1: Wild Wild West. The movie, not the TV show. And Far From Heaven.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Spies
2: Like He did us. Ghostbusters? He did Ghostbusters. And
0: I don't know that.
2: He got Well, a, he got... He was uncredited conductor for a lot of yeah. stuff. Okay. He got an Oscar once. For Thoroughly Modern Millie. Wow. No kidding. Uh, two Golden
1: Globes and Emmy. Uh, nominated for two Grammys and two Tonys. Hmm. Nominated for 14
2: Oscars. Yeah, I mean, the guy did a lot of work. Yeah. It's really amazing. People who... No, that's people who are his influences. Wow. No, we don't a, need that. Well, that's
1: a pretty good list because, like you know, Duke Ellington, Miklos Rosa. Yeah. Aaron Copeland.
2: But there wasn't much music. That's true. Nope. In this film, no. So Mm-mm. it's kind of... You kind of think uh no, uh, the
0: guitar at the end that was weird to me.
2: That was weird
1: because <laughs> then it was kind of a sad end and the movie ended on a major chord and not very much of it.
0: Arpeggiated <laughs> chord. Um, yeah. Yes. It
2: was a minor major.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Should have been a major minor. <laughs> All right. Are we done talking about stuff?
1: Well, we well, we've already talked about the cinematography, right? Yes. All right.
0: Because you wouldn't let me talk about it at the beginning.
1: I uh, do you know how many? I think you finally got there. Do you know how many minutes Judy Dench was on screen for Shakespeare in Love? Not much. It was eight. I I love that <laughs> film. I've watched eight it. Eight minutes, ten- and she got an Oscar.
0: Well, she's a hell of an actress. Oh yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. And she was playing the Queen, the Queen of yeah.
1: England. <laughs> yeah. So that's enough of this movie. Uh, next week will be a different movie where
0: <gasps> there's a female.
1: There's there's a going to be a more prominent female presence and. More prominent music. Oh, Just come indeed. back
0: next week, kids. Come back next
1: week and we'll tell you all about it. Okay, bye.
0: I didn't say my thing. Oh, wait, you have
1: to say your thing. I did not push stop yet. We're good. I won't edit that out either.
0: <laughs> we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking.
2: All right. Bye. no